How's it going, everybody? So, this is sort of a amalgamation of a bunch of things that you can see from the title. So, if you want my straight thoughts on the first Venom movie, I'm sure if you keep scrolling for a while, there is definitely a review if you go back far enough. This is not a traditional review of the first Venom movie. But I just got done watching Venom and Venom Let There Be Carnage. Because as you all know, it is now available digitally. So I watched it because I finally had the chance to watch it. So I watched both movies back to back. So this is going to be spoilers. This is going to be spoilers. I'm going to talk about the movie and what I think. If you really want spoiler-free thoughts, I'm 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 just gonna say something really boring. Go watch it, cause they're really fun movies. That's really all I can say. If you want spoiler-free thoughts, um, but as you all know that I've been following, I've been going through all of the Spider-Man movies and everything leading up to No Way Home, and a lot of us are speculating that. Venom will have some sort of connection to No Way Home. What exactly, in what manner, and all of that jazz, who knows? Um, so I'm glad that I got to watch this before No Way Home came out. Um, because, yeah. So, here's the cutoff. Um, I don't want to dance around saying too much anymore. Um, I'm, I'm going to get into things, so this is your warning, your last warning. If you don't want spoilers for Venom or Venom Leather Be Carnage, now's the time to jump ship and come back later. So, for the rest of us that are sticking around, here we go. Um, so yeah, so I rewatched, you know, first, uh, first I watched Venom, and, you know, since I had seen it many times, um, I didn't pay full attention to it, because, you know, um, I just chose not to. I kind of dicked around on the computer while I was watching it, but, man, it's just, you know, every time I watch this movie, I forget how much fun it is, you know? Like, it harkens back to those older, early 2000s, you know, superhero movies, and I know for a lot of people... That was one thing that they didn't like. But for me, it really works. Because I don't mean that in a bad way. Because we got a lot of superhero movies. And not all of them were to the, you know, to the uh, standard of the first Raimi Spider-Man or the first Bryan Singer X-Men movie. You know, let's just be real here. But, you know, it does harken back to those, like, early superhero movies days. I mean, I even think... To a, to a degree, even going back before those movies, you know? I mean, I, I see a lot of Batman Returns in, in both of these movies, and, like, that sort of, like, um, style and telling a superhero movie. Um, but I really like that. I think it's really fun. Like, my my counter to people who, who say it's a negative for them, my counter to that is this. It is a negative thing if it takes away from the story that is being told. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, look. Because, for example, 
you know, those of us that have followed the MCU since its origins, you know, we say this all the time to people who are just jumping in or, or, or are new to the journey. And it's like, the cool thing about the MCU is every movie kind of takes on a different style. Ant-Man is a heist movie, you know? Um, Captain America the Winter Soldier is very much like a spy espionage film, you know? So all of these movies have a different style that they are emulating in the MCU. So to that effect, I don't have a problem that Venom tries to be that, you know, early 2000s kind of hokey, but fun superhero movie and I think it works like I think it's so much fun and I don't think it takes away from the movie at you know at all like here's the thing you know when you when you look at the when you look at the IP right of Venom there are only like two ways to go about it really and to do it well. I mean, I'm sure there are other ways to do it if you want to half-ass it. But there's really only two ways that you can really do it and do it well. One is what we get. What we have now with what Sony is doing with Venom. The other way is going completely hard R and going really bloody and gory and, and dark. Right? But here's the problem. Unless you're going to be doing a series, you know, where it's on, like, Netflix or Apple TV or whatever. Look, a movie studio company is not going to want to do a movie like that because they want butts in the seat. They want it to do well. And, you know, and as much as people want to believe that... that a gory Venom movie would do just as good as, you know, the first Deadpool movie when it came out. It it wouldn't. It just wouldn't, you know? Deadpool, that first Deadpool movie, is there is a is a is its own thing. It is a it is a hurricane it is a perfect storm that created that and that we have the goodness that is Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool and that, and Deadpool 2, and I even like the PG-13 cut of Deadpool 2, like Once Upon a Deadpool, or whatever it's called, I think that, I think it's hilarious, is it as good as the regular Deadpool 2? No, but I love a lot of the jokes, you know, and I think it's really funny, um, I just love Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool, I can't wait to see what they do with Deadpool 3, but, to get back to Venom, but that is kind of how I feel about it, it's like, would I, as a Venom fan, want a like R-rated gory Venom movie 100% like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kid you I'm not gonna be like no I think this is better no I, I for sure because that's what Venom is Venom is a gnarly character even in a lot of the comic book incarnations which I haven't read all of them but I've seen pictures and stills and I've heard people talking about it but I think the route that Sony went down with Venom is a good compromise you've got a great actor in Tom Hardy playing Eddie Brock 
You've got Michelle Williams, which is a godsend. She is amazing. You know, you've got the other supporting cast. You can go down the list. That is really fun. You know, the actress who plays Mrs. Chen. You got all of that. You know, there's just a lot to love about these, you know, like both of these movies. But, but the first movie in particular was just, you know, my dad and I went and saw the theater and I, by the end of it, I just thoroughly loved it. I just, I did. So, you know, I put on the second one, you know, after, after that one ends and, um, And, uh, I gotta say from the very, from the first moments, this movie, like, you know, had, had me into it, you know, um, you know, the action is great in it. I love Woody Harrelson as Carnage. I love Carnage's effects. Um, I love the story. I loved Shriek. Shriek was a really fun character. I wish they would have done a little bit more with her. But I liked what they were going for with her. I really liked... Um, I wish I could think of the actress's name. She plays Tia Dalma in Pirates of the Caribbean, too. I love her. She's a fantastic actress. But she was fantastic as Shriek. I hope we get to see her again somehow. Maybe with all the multiverse stuff, maybe there's a way to bring her back, I hope, somehow. But... But yeah, just a super, super, super fun movie. Like, especially the last actress sequence in the cathedral. I think that is some of the best superhero in-fight scenes that you'll you'll ever see. Yeah, this one is a little bit more slow than the first one. There's, there's a lot of Eddie Venom stuff that grows them as their own characters. So what I would say... If you happen to be someone that hasn't seen the movie and you're still listening, if you bought into the relationship between Eddie and Venom in the first one, then what they do in this movie will work for you. Because it worked for me. But I completely understand that if you weren't completely on board with how the relationship worked between Eddie and Venom in the first one, then I can understand how what they do for the majority of this movie doesn't work for, doesn't work for you. I totally get it. I totally get it. And I'm not going to tell you you're crazy for feeling that way because, you know, it is what it is. But for me, it worked. And, you know, when you put the whole package together between the action, the acting, the the nature of the film, because it, 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 again, it has that early 2000s comic book movie, superhero movie feel. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was such a great movie. I was kind of disappointed that both Shriek and Cassidy get killed in the movie because, you know, well, I mean, okay, well, Cassidy definitely dies because Venom bites his head off. Shriek maybe lived, but I think the implication is that she's dead because a bell fell on top of her but a bell is hollow and earlier in the movie venom took the i don't the dongle or whatever it is that bangs into the bell out to use it as a weapon so it was an empty bell it was an empty bell that fell on her and so by no means am i going to say that she is okay because there's rubble 
shit, Belle just fell on you. I'm sure she's hurt, but dead? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if she's dead or not. I think there is a possibility that they could get away with her living if they wanted to. Um, which is what I would like to see because I would love to see her come back. Um, especially imagine like her coming back and finding out that, you know, um, that he's dead. And can you imagine like the vin- the vengeance, you know, like the, the, the killing spree that she would go on, you know? Um, so yeah, I, um, super fun movie. Then, then the movie ends. Of course, you know what I'm waiting for, for those of you that know. The mid-credits scene. And oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. That's right. I saw it. Finally saw it. I'm not gonna lie. I may have nerdgasm just a little bit. Just at the idea. Just at the implications. So for those of you that don't know, and you're still here, so obviously we get the mid credit scene where we basically see Eddie and Venom on vacation. And Venom kind of talks to Eddie, talking about, like, basically how every symbiote, I guess, in every universe is connected. And so, you know, they kind of have, like, this hive mind shared experience thing going on. And Venom is about to show Eddie just a little taste of what he's talking about, when suddenly, like, the entire room changes. Like, everything changes, and both Eddie and Venom are like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, what just happened? You know? And they both start looking at the TV. And you hear it first. You start hearing J.K. Simmons as J. Jonas Jameson. You know? The web crook, you know? Blah, 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 blah. Spider-Man, you know? The masked vigilante. You know? I don't know exactly what he was saying. But, you know, you can hear him talking in the background. And then Venom gets up to look at the TV. And a social shot of the TV... As fucking Tom Holland right there on the fucking TV. And yeah. It happened. So. I don't know. I don't know what the implications are. Here are my ideas off the top of my head. Here are the ideas. And okay. And, and I'm going to get the less fun one out first. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna burst a lot of people's bubbles first. Cause I had this thought. But then I will quickly follow it up and have fun with it, okay? But here's the thing. The thing a lot of fans forget is look, technically speaking, the Spider-Man movies, even though they take play, you know, Homecoming and Far From Home, even though they are MCU movies, they're Sony properties. They are Sony movies. They're not Disney movies. They are Sony. So, you know, as much as they might... They have contracts in place and as much as, you know, whatever, agreements, you know, whatever. Sony can do whatever they want in their movie. And there is nothing that Kevin Feige or anyone at Disney can do about it. Because Spider-Man is owned by Sony. You know? 
So, look, the the the, the first, like I said, the unfun implication is this. We all know that Tom Holland only has one movie left in his contract and one appearance left in his contract. The one appearance we know is No Way Home. We're getting that next month. So what is the other appearance? I personally think it's Doctor Strange of the Multiverse of Madness. I don't know how. Because, you know, obviously I haven't seen No Way Home yet. So you would think that with a title for a movie as No Way Home, you would think that it would be in this movie that Peter gets jettisoned to what I call the Sony-verse, quote-unquote. You know, because, you know, Peter gets thrown into another universe and there's No Way Home, you know. Now, another implication for the name is could be Maybe these villains all come through, you know, Doc Ock and Electro and everybody we've seen in the trailer, and maybe No Way Home is referring to them, meaning that they're trapped in our universe with No Way Home, and then either at the end of the movie, they get sent back, or maybe they don't get sent back until Multiverse of Madness, you know? Um, But I'd say all that to say, I personally think the Multiverse of Madness is going to be where... Something is going to happen, and Peter either gets thrown to, or he chooses to go to the, or, you know, or sucked in, whatever. Somehow, the Peter Parker of the MCU gets sucked into the Sony-verse, as I call it. So look, like, really, this mid credit scene in Venom Let There Be Carnage could not be nothing more as just a... Wink, wink for what's to come. It's like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna get Spider Man soon, you know. So that's one theory, and I know, I know. Again, like I said, I know that's the not fun one. It's like, come on, bro. Do you have to say it? I know, I know. But there's also a lot of things that point the other direction too. So let's jump into the other thing, which is, yeah, Venom for a very short period of time, might show up in an MCU movie somewhere. Possibly No Way Home. Probably No Way Home. You know? Because Where Far From Home ends is with J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson talking about the identity of Peter Parker and Spider-Man, which is what we see in this end credit scene. So, well, yeah, you know, like... It's not far-fetched to say, hey, you know, Venom, no way home. But I just don't know. I don't know if Feige and Disney would would be okay with that. Now, what I do think, though, and this is unrelated to Venom, but just as a side note, I do think this, though, and I think there's a lot of evidence to point to this, but you have to put a partial tinfoil hat on your head depending on where you stand on everything with Toby and Andrew being in No Way Home and all that stuff. Because based on the two trailers we've gotten from Morbius, I think that Morbius takes place after No Way Home, but before Multiverse of Madness. Because remember, the one thing, if you're a Spider-Man fan of the movies, I mean, 
everyone points this out when when Jared Leto is running by that brick wall with the Spider-Man mural. Every single person I know points that out. That Spider-Man on that wall is not Tom Holland Spider-Man. That is motherfucking Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. What is that doing on the wall? What is that? Huh? What is that? So, I think it makes sense if 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 we have a movie coming out later on called Doctor Strange on the Multiverse of Madness, if in No Way Home, you know, something is cracking and something happens where these other villains are coming through and whatnot, I think it's very easy to suggest that I think Morbius takes place in the middle of all this happening. You know? And that would explain why Michael Keaton's character, why Vulture is there, because Vulture is in the MCU. You know? Vulture is an MCU character. You know? And so that would make sense. You know? So it would be a Sony MCU adjacent film. You know? Which I think is really cool. So, those are my thoughts on that. You know? Um, but yeah, these move these Venom movies are really fun. And, you know, for those of you that might want a rating from me for Other Big Carnage, honestly, I give it an 8 out of 10, which I think is the same that I gave the first one. Like, if I had to choose, I would say I like the first one slightly better. But... But it's very slight. It's like 5%, you know? It's like, I really like both of these movies. I really, really, really do. So, uh, yeah, you know, if you haven't seen them, check out the Venom movies. I can't wait for No Way Home. I can't wait for Morbius. I can't wait to see what the hell is happening with all of my favorite Spider-Man characters and whatnot. So, um, yeah, thanks for listening. See you guys in the next podcast. Peace out.